Hey, fam bros. On this episode, we welcome Andrea Lewis and Melanie Cantaya. And we also talk about Shane being cast as the Punisher. And Chico Leo's trying to figure out how to react to all these women on the spaceship. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent, and it is your boy, DJ Ben Hameen, a.k.a. Wakanda's favorite DJ in the house, the Kevin Bacon of these here internets. I'm in the building, in the spaceship, in the night sky, accompanied as always by... Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Ahura of the Spaceship, a.k.a. the Black Russian, and a.k.a. my new a.k.a. is Lambo Calrissian. Lambo Calrissian. Yes. I'm not mad at that at all. Lambo Calrissian is in the building, and of course we have... Chico Leo, uh, sometimes known as Afro Cheeks, today known (laughs) as uh, Windscream. I thought it windscreen or young screen. No, screen. I took windscreen and I made windscreen. Young All Muffy. Right. That's right. Well, you know. <laughs> Muffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> in the building. That's right, folks. Only it if is. you're nasty. Oh. <laughs> oh, it is Fan Bros Show. Jesus. The voice of the urban geek. And how's everybody doing out there in the internet's world? How was your weekend? How's your life been? I hope you had a great time this weekend. Summer's in full effect. Hell yeah. The fan bros were at special edition New York City. Yeah. I was also at Geek, what, the Geek Girl Brunch. Yes, yes. With with Girl Gone Geek, Designer Geek, and a few other geek girls. It was so awesome. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Yeah, how did that go? I didn't even, I I forgot. I didn't miss it. Sorry, uh, Girl Gone Geek. I wish I could have been there. It was well attended. It was their first, um, um, Man and women, because it's typically a girls only yep. type of thing. But it was men and women there. It was dope. It was full. We had an entire restaurant to ourselves. We had nice um, gifts and stuff, like gift bags with stickers, and people won comic books and all sorts of stuff. It was sponsored by Valiant Comics, so it was 100% official. Nice. And it was dope. Shouts. Nice. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Yeah, and we were at Special Edition, me and Chico. We're wandering the halls. The, with, with Ty the Robot. With Ty the Robot. We met a lot of different people there. Shout out to Don Willie. We ran into him. Uh, Derpy Girl. I met a f- big fan of the show, Eric F. Ordonez. Mm. Stopped me as I'm walking by his table and handed me his sketchbook and said, Here, brother, you take this. Thank you for the work you do on Fan Bro's show. Really? Called wow, me out out of nowhere. I didn't get a sketchbook. Wow. Yeah, you know. <laughs> The, the, you know, some people are, you know, some of us, you know, we just have that aura. We're in the right through. place at the you're, right time. You're the only one that gets approached on the street, though. So far. But that's mm-hmm. going to change in the future. Mm-mm. Trust me. Everyone will get approached on the street whether you like it or not. And sometimes you won't yeah, like it. Yeah, you definitely don't need that a lot <laughs> You know of Chico going to love that shit. No, uh, I don't know. People come Chico, you're like a voyeur. So for somebody to be open Chico might stuff, run and like, hide. Yeah. Really? I, don't know. I mean, people <laughs> running, you know. No, but it was nice uh, meeting. We met some fans. We met some... Uh, 
people uh, behind the tables who actually knew who we were, and uh, yep. some, sometimes we knew who they were, and sometimes we didn't. <laughs> I did uh, meet uh, Ryan Otley, the artist right. of Invincible. Oh, yes. Okay. And I, it was a big geek moment for me. Wow. I, I bugged out. I told him how much I loved the book. I asked that he comes on the show. He was definitely interested. I mean, I sat there and told him, you know, he was one of the greatest alive. So, you know, if you after that, if you don't want to come on Fan Bro Show, I don't wow. know what the hell is wrong with you. Him and Muhammad Ali, the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Ali, yeah. Muhammad Ali. It's right. you know, it's only the two up there right now. But yeah, no, special edition was really dope. Had a good time. Lots of comics. Bought some art. All that good stuff. Also, this weekend, uh, we had a party that y'all might have heard about. The Trap House NYC yeah. was going down. Bitch, shout out to my home brother DJ Trauma, and happy birthday to you for putting on that event. It was amazing. Uh, Tyson Beckford was in the house. Uh, yeah. Was there a fight? <laughs> was there a fight? <laughs> He's been beefing all well, oh, since, since Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, no. So. Unfortunately, Chris Brown didn't make it, oh. so we didn't. You know, we didn't have a clash of the titans up in the trap house. <laughs> Damn. You know uh, that I would have. Oh man, I would have paid cash money to see that. What? I like big dollars right there. Big dollars. Big dollars right there. Almost as much as I would pay to see uh, this new season of Netflix Daredevil right now. Right. The hell now. Yeah, like, wow. right the hell now. I'd pay good money right now because the news that just came out today is John Bernthal of The Walking Dead, Shane fame of The Walking Dead. Yes. Yeah, Tatiana, who's actually on. on I, like, yes, I do know. You, I am caught up. Oh, let me say I'm caught up to The Walking I, Dead. You're caught up? I'm caught up. All the way? Like two episodes, but I'm caught up. Nice, pretty good. <laughs> so you know who Shane is. And I John do know. Berthold. Yes, I think Shane is whack, and I think John Bernthal is whack. You I don't are think, buggy. I don't think that's good casting. You don't like Shane? Remotely. No. Shane. Wow. I thought I think The Walking Dead is good now, partially because Shane is dead. Partially wow. Really? Is Chico, dead. Shane. He was annoying. Uh, Chico, Shane, Shane was the man. Shane brought about Shane to me was like the Joffrey. Like he brought about that element that that I, I can't was team stand Shane this dude, all the but way. he's wow. kind of. I, I like him, so I don't know. Yeah, what the no, is. I, I didn't. I didn't. He should have shot Rick and raised his son. Yeah, I, I <laughs> come on. No, I just, and I also think he doesn't look rude. like he doesn't look like the the Punisher to me. Yeah, like, he does. He got not. it. He got it. He's no. Okay, what is the? Okay, I'm not even gonna ask that question. Well, I mean, all right. So, for example, there were just two prisoners who escaped in yeah. upstate New York. Yeah. The bigger one of those two, that dude looks like the Punisher. I heard he is the bigger one of those. Yes, two apparently. Well, See? No, no. See, Ben you heard it too. Ben heard it too. It wasn't just me. I heard that not only does he use power tools to escape, he used power tools, you know, to get the power tools. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He had to do See, it. He had to do a little digging of his own. I brought this up before Ben showed up, and everyone was looking at me like I'm some kind of insane, you know. Pedophile. We I mean, always look you at are. you like you're an insane guy. What I wouldn't say about? pedophile. Yeah, I no, wouldn't I say pedophile either. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, see, that was all in the news today. And I don't know how how, so how Gawker found that out. But, but you're did. not. Yeah, I don't want to know how Gawker found that out. So you're not feeling John Bernthal or Shane. I'm not. No. I, I actually would like him more as Bullseye. See, I think he would do be a good Bullseye, but not necessarily Punisher. I can see that. I, I, can I think it'll work because he's grimy. Like he always strikes me as this grimy dude. He is a little that grimy. Is, that is of the streets. So I think right. it'll work. Most definitely. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, first season was dope. So, uh, we'll you know we'll see how they we'll see how he plays it. No, 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 no. I, I like I say I like Shane. I think you know I thought John did a great job of Shane. He could have raised the son. All that good stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. Most definitely. 
Season two will be coming around sometime next year, and we'll see how it works out when it does. But right now, we got a huge episode of Fan Bros Show, and we're going to take a quick break before we come right back with more of it. This is DJ Maceo, a.k.a. Dr. Spock. This is JoJo from Trendsetters. You know what it is. It's your boy, Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Nada Brahma. Hey, yo, 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 this is Foul Munch. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Jean Grey. What's up? This is Spike Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York. This is Juno Diaz. Hey, yo, 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 what up? It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, man, the HNIC. You know what I'm saying? This is Anthony Frazier from the Fat Startup. This is Axel Alonso, editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics. Yo, this is Carly Hustle, and when I'm not taking over the world, I'm listening to fanbros.com. And welcome back, Internets. Hope you've been enjoying this episode of Fan Bros Show. And you know what time it is. It's time for one of my new favorite segments, Ask the Fan Bros. We still don't have a real name for it, but we're going to go with Ask the Fan Bros. <laughs> In that voice. Yes, Ask the Fan Bros. And this week we have Why Budo Why. I probably butchered your name right there, dude, and I've known you for years and I never understood it. Um, yeah, he asked, could the comic book saga be made into a full-length movie? Who would you want to would you want to see it? And if you had your way, who would direct and who would you cast? Uh, my first answer, why Budo Why is that <laughs> Budo. <laughs> That's the homie Budo. Budo. Okay, Budo. Why Boodoo? I I would say uh, I think it should be a long form series, preferably on like HBO, where somebody has a massive amount of money and a budget to do it right. And uh, yeah, I don't think if it had to be a movie, it had to be like a trilogy. Directing. Back in the day, I would have said Peter Jackson. Now, hell no. Hell no. Yeah, hell no. It would just be images of stars in space for like the first 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to say Lexi Alexander, who directed the Punisher, uh, what was it, the War Journal or War or something? It was, there was two Punisher movies. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, the one that was that everyone says is better, and there are some people on Twitter oh. saying is the best Marvel movie well, ever. Why would you think that would have something to do with Saga? Like, what? Well, she's a, I don't know. I feel like she's a female director. There haven't been any of these comic book movies, these big comic book movies directed by woman so this is her shot um well no not her shot i mean she directed the punisher movie but like all the, there hasn't now. been any of the marvel or dc <laughs> movies um and uh she's edgy right. and okay. it's saga's edgy so also who would you cast in it chico who would you cast as the main characters for those who don't know saga is a long-running comic book written by brian k vaughn and drawn by fiona staples we talk about it all the time on here it's probably the best thing out right now. Jada Pinkett Smith recommends it. As the 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 female in the couple on the run. Yeah, that's uh, I, Elena. Right, Elena. I I would cast, and I can't remember the actress's name, but she was on Fringe, um, and she uh, she was. I haven't seen her since Fringe, but. Uh, the actress, I could uh, see, um, there was a black actress on Fringe, and th- and that's who I'm thinking of. I could, um, I could also see Notori Naughton, who I really like on Power. Um, she's a little browner than I would think, but I, I could also see... She's a little uh, short, was what I was thinking. But, but I, I can see What's Elena the name of that character? Elena. Elena. I can see her being short, but I could also go with uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Wow. Yeah. No, not Michelle. Um, damn it, and this girl looked really bad. Michelle Indicello? No. <laughs> oh, 
who's the one from Kids? Alana. Who's the one from Kids? <laughs> Rosario. Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. There we go. I wow. can see Rosario Dawson. Yeah. See this one. The woman Alana. I'm talking about is. I mean, she's definitely lighter skinned than than Tori Norton, but um, the woman from Fringe, I think, would be would be dope. Okay. And as Marco, I really have no idea. That's that's really a tough one for me, man. I don't I don't know who I would cast. Saga's like one of those things that I really wouldn't want to see as a movie. I'd prefer it just I don't even want to see it as a TV show. I would just prefer it to be a comic book forever. I, I vote for John Bernthal for Prince Robot Four. <laughs> Why not? All right. And our next question, Tatiana, what we got? Yes. Philly Diva on Twitter asks. Are the fan bros watching Mr. Robot on USA? And if so, will you be covering it in future episodes? Well, uh, Mr. Robot is a new show coming out on USA. The pilot is out, if I understand correctly. Yes. And it's a show that covers, like, the kind of how technology is kind of invading our world. Like how uh, Facebook and whatnot, everything is becoming more prevalent and just invasive in our lives. And it got uh, rave reviews when I heard it uh, premiered at Sundance or somewhere like that. It got mm. crazy right. reviews. People are loving it. But so far, the pilot's only out. But, hell yeah, I'm definitely interested. I, I need to watch the pilot as soon So as Kimson possible. has seen the pilot, and he's he's champing at the bit over yes, here. Yes, I, I have seen the pilot. Thank you, Chico. Oh, hey, Kimson, you're here. Hey, I just crowbarred my way into the spaceship. Nice. Um, but uh, I, I did want to come on, and when I saw this question, I was really amped because Mr. Robot is the best pilot I've seen wow. since True Detective. Wow. Wow. First episode. It has the best ending. It has the most incredible setup. Not only is it about kind of technology, basically, Tatiana, I'm kind of mad at you because it's all about tech. And it's all about hacking, and it's all about back-end coding and viruses. Well, then I'm for it. I just haven't heard it. I don't, I don't, I don't and I don't watch live TV all the time, so I wouldn't know. No, actually, it, it's I, not I, out it's yet. It's not yeah. out yet, and the only way to watch it is... On the internet, online, yeah, on some sites, gotcha. on, on those, on those, uh, on those sites. Anyway, my endorsement—it's crazy. It's super crazy. It's really good. The the main actor is really good. Fincher, David Fincher, is like an exec on it. Oh, I think. good. And so the tone is really good. They shoot in New York, right. but they do fake the funk a little bit. The Q Train Church stop was not. This is for Chico because right. <laughs> his main beef is like w- when you pretend to be in New York. Who cares? I know. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's the least of my beefs with the strain, but. Uh, Okay. Well, oh, really? That wasn't how you covered it. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I definitely, uh, I will be covering it for special delivery. If nobody else in the family, yeah, no, we're gonna be watching it. Watch it. It's just, it, anyway. I think it airs on the fifteenth or the twenty first. Twenty fourth, twenty fourth is the, is actually when the show starts. So that's when we'll start covering it. That, but I, I love the idea that the pilot is out already. It reminds me of like old tapes that were leaked, or like when you had the bootleg of somebody's album, because it was like. The, the, everybody's talking about this thing now, right. and it's really, it really is powerful in that sense. And Ben Hamid would love it because the guy, the main character, is so negative about the world <laughs> in his own way. Look at Ben like, So are you saying that I'm negative about the world? No, but I mean that you know that aspect of when you just like you overthink stuff. This guy is like a super overthinker. Oh, that's like every day of my life. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's and so saying, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not definitely. saying like you know. Yeah. Anyway, my endorsement. Everybody check it out. If it if it like by episode three, it's not as good as the pilot. Then everybody do what they want. But I definitely recommend the pilot. True story right here. When I was growing up, there's a Transformers episode where Computron, a uh, Transformer, is fighting Bruticus, and Bruticus is waylaying into Computron, and Bruticus tells him 
Computron think too much. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, ah, that's me. That's for me <laughs> one day getting my ass kicked because I'm sitting there thinking too much about it. Then I mean, aka Computron. Computron think too much is our new Fanbros yeah. t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Wisdom from Bruticus. <laughs> Most definitely. It's our new Fanbros t-shirt. All right, folks. That should be a new segment. <laughs> Wisdom from Bruticus. Yeah. Start up. <laughs> Done. Yeah. All right, uh, folks. Uh, thank you. Please send in your questions. You can hit us at Fanbros Show on Twitter with your questions. You can also send them into contact at fanbros.com. We need more questions always about anything. Doesn't have to be geek related. If you got some relationship life advice you might need, you know, some cheering up, some positive energy, ask us. We'll be there. If you need a clown at your birthday party, I'll show up. And with that, we'll be right back with more Fan Bros Show. Hey, what's up, Fan Bros? When you're not listening to the latest episode of Fan Bros, you can always head over to fanbros.com and check out our extensive library of episodes. We've had Juno Diaz, Prodigy from Mob Deep, DMC of Run DMC, and all kind of other people. Go on over to fanbros.com right now and check out that library. It's so many dope episodes. Yo, go crazy listening to them. Welcome back, Fan Bros, to this exciting episode of Fan Bros Show. You are in for a treat because we have it going on today. We have creator and writer of the YouTube series Black Actress, Miss Andrea Lewis, in the house. All right, and as a double treat, we're not done yet. We also have actor, writer, producer, Whatever. Whatever. But the author of Actor, Writer, Whatever, Miss Melanie Cantaya here. Yay. Welcome <laughs> to the spaceship. <laughs> Welcome to you both to Fanbro's show, the Fanbro spaceship. How are you guys doing today? Very good. All right. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Awesome. So I gave like a really quick intro for the both of you, but you can just tell the Fanbro's a little bit more about yourselves. You want me to go first? Yes. Um, well, as you said, I'm the writer, creator, and actress of a web series called Black Actress. Um, but most people know me from uh, the television show Degrassi that I was on for five, six seasons. Um, and yeah, I've been acting my whole life. I've been writing for a good majority of it, too. So that's why I decided to produce this web series. And I'm working on three more that are going to come out this year. And it's in season two right now, right? It's in season two. Very good. Yeah, I've actually are. watched the show. It was very good. Very funny. Thank you. Thank very you. Very so relatable even though I'm not an actress I think it's very relatable that's the idea that's the point is it's like to you know just kind of make it more about pursuing your dreams and your goals Mm -hmm. in New York City uh, versus just being about an actress kind of thing gotcha gotcha Melanie hi um, I am Melanie Kintaya I am the author of actor writer whatever essays on my rise to the top of the bottom of the entertainment industry and I think that sort of just uh so you guys it gotta go hand me in hand, right? In a here. nutshell, <laughs> and yeah, and and right now I also write about um, race and diversity in the media mm-hmm. for the Huffington Post, and mm-hmm. right now for the Huffington Post, I'm doing a series of um, news stories about fairy tales, fictional parody, hopefully funny. Of course, okay. I'm sure it will be. And Wait, are those out? That, that sounds yeah. really They're great. They're out. Um, the first one is uh, about the Giving Tree. His memoir came oh, wow. out. Wow. C- turns out the boy was an asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> another one is wow. the Witch's Family and the Hansel and Gretel case. They won their wrongful death suit. That sort of thing. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, so, and stay tuned. There'll be more. So, guys don't know, Fanbro Show is a show where we feature, where we call ourselves the voice of the urban geek, but we're everything. We really talk about fandom. So, that could be TV fandoms, movie, comics, video games, anything like that. I got to ask, what makes you guys fan bros? There's got to be something that you're like really passionate about. I know you're passionate about acting and writing, but there's got to be some fandom there that I think you're really into. You have one? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I'm a big fan of Beyonce. I'm not a stan. I'm not like one so of the beehive. So you're not beehive. But I am. I, I mean, because I won't like spend my night saying mean comments to people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's beehive worthy where you're just like, I need to comment. Well, on they sting. Stuff. Yes. Immediately. Okay. But I will get into very serious debate with somebody about her artistry. I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think I'm a big fan of her then. <laughs> I'm willing to do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Melanie? Me, um, pretty much every single thing on television. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everything. Scandal, how to get away with murder. Uh, now I'm getting into The Flash. I like on iZombie. I know Chico and I had some words about that. Um, yeah, pretty much everything, every night. I had to get a little stepper gotcha. because I was spending so much time on the couch. So you like you got so to like at least move because I'm watching so much television. So yeah, I'm a big I'm a big consumer of TV and media as well as wanting to be inside the the box. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So you are you a Scandal fan? Oh, of course. All right. So okay. so basically, Shauna Rhimes fandom right here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I would say that actually. Now that you say that, I definitely am a big Shonda Rhimes. But fan. not the practice one. What was it? Private practice. Private practice. Private practice. I, that, that, but that, I don't think anybody that, really watched that. that no one just like, <laughs> yeah. missed me. Yeah, I don't think yeah, entirely. That. No one watched that at all. No. Don't worry, you didn't miss it. anything. And then, <laughs> Nobody. And then Grey's it. Anatomy. I was out like as soon as there was Katherine Heigl and like. Her boyfriend was going to die and they were waiting for Isaiah Washington to get off a plane or a train or something. It was something that happened. <laughs> After that, I was out of Grey's Anatomy. It's a long time ago. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yet, I remember it. That's like displacing a the pin number. The pain is still real. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets easier. <laughs> so, so wait, Andrea, you mentioned you had, did you say you have three other web shows coming on? Oh, yeah, so yeah. So you're going to be like the Shonda Rhimes of the web. Okay. Well. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm trying to go for big things. But, yeah, I am, um, with my production company, we are expanding. And and, uh, we started with Black Actress, but... Uh, yeah, this year has been our year to be like, okay, we're putting out all the others. And, and so it's it's this weird thing of kind of like working on one show, but at the same time, I'm like finishing writing another and, and we're working with the same crew. So every now and then I've done a few shoots where I was shooting two shows at one time and didn't really tell them until we were like about to shoot. You got to do that. Oh, you yeah. didn't tell them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were just like, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. I hope side. you guys don't mind. But some of these scenes on the shooting schedule are actually for the other <laughs> show. Wow. Uh, that's like Orson Welles used to yeah. do that, you know? I mean, that's how you got how you get it done. Yeah. I mean, you do you have shoot, to do what you have to do. Exactly. Yeah, and if I'm working with the same people at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's no, absolutely. Thing. Yeah. All right, well, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the question for the both of you. What made uh-huh. you want to put your voice out there because you're both doing stuff that's actually fairly personal. Mm-hmm. Um 
I think you actually had a recent interview on Arise TV. Big ups to Arise TV. Those are our friends over there. um, Where you had said that, you know, you're putting yourself out there. Like, this is about what you feel, the the trials and tribulations of being an actress and then add on a black actress. Mm -hmm. And then on your book, you have very personal stuff. It's funny. It's really cool. But at the same time, you know, you go through your trials and tribulations as well. So, like, and Melanie, you could start. Just let us know, like, what is that whole world like? Um, well, I mostly did it, but, you know, I wrote the book because I was about to have a kid. And I thought, oh, writing essays, that'll be so much easier than writing, like, scripted material. And I was, like, completely wrong. Um, so that was, like, the primary motivator of writing the book. But then when you start writing, it's like you can't just be funny. It's like you kind of need the bitter with the sweet and the funny with the this. And, it, you know, you're putting things out very in a personal way, but when you're doing it, you're removed. You're just trying to be honest. You're trying to be funny. Mm. And, you know, the realer something is, the funnier it is. And so you, you put yourself out there because that's what you have to, like, create something, and then you're kind of dealing with the ramifications of it all being out there right. later, which are good and bad. You know, it's weird because people feel like they know me, and they do, but then I don't know them. Welcome to Twitter. Welcome to the world of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it can be a little bit awkward and and weird. Yeah. And I've been in those situations where you feel like you know someone because they've entered your space somehow, whether you've seen them on television or you read their work. And then when you're working with them professionally, it's weird because you feel like I don't know. It's, it, it it does lead to a little bit of awkwardness. But I'm glad I did it. And I, I think if you don't kind of approach things with a kind of level of honesty then it's a not funny it's not relatable and it's not as good I mean that's where we're all kind of the same under the skin so I think Mm -hmm. I think you know I think the more honest you are the better work you're going to put out there I mean I don't know yeah I I mean at the end of the day I'm just an artist and so it's hard for me to not be inspired by my real life Mm. especially the people that are in my life and so when it comes to just naturally I want to write and I want to put it out and so it just happens to be about the stories that I I really did experience and I think that's just I think that's just artists on on a whole right like whether you're doing music or you know you're literally doing painting or something like it's all what's actually happening to you um, because hopefully your life is interesting enough to be inspiring and uh, that's that's truly just why I did it at the end of the day. That's good. Mm-hmm. Are you are you both on social media? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Twitter, all that stuff. What mm-hmm. do you do when you get trolled? What do you do? Let me let me let me add on to that. What do you do when you get trolled? And it's very personal. Well, this is the thing. Is it's like it's just the same way we're saying. You know, you don't really know these people. So it's like I try my best to be positive. I don't want to entertain somebody that I really don't know their perspective everything they're saying all of that kind of stuff you're not gonna roast them i i I mean roast them all the time he doesn't care (laughs) i think for me it's like i used to be really annoyed and have you know like one of those where because it's like you know with social media you have that chance to like think of the great argument and like walk away and be like no now i'm gonna say this right for a week (laughs) i haven't said anything i just keep adding to it I don't want to do that. It's just like I can't I can't really entertain it. Um, so and I mean, luckily, I, I, I don't get trolled that much. I mean, every now and again, somebody might say something that just is outlandish. But 
I really didn't get trolled that much. You just hit the block button. And yeah, keep I just it going, like keep it I'm like delete out of here, <laughs> so that way I don't get bothered. Delete. What about you? Yeah, uh, I'm not exactly like a social media guru, so I don't think I have. You don't en- think you have too much enough people <laughs> out there that like <laughs> I'm gonna troll her. You know, I've gotten like on Amazon like one person. You know, a couple crazy things here or there um, like just one once yeah because amazon it, comments aren't always the best i mean they're not youtube comments yeah comments that's another sh- on a whole aren't yeah. always the best. best no no overall i've had i think because i'm sort of a niche or you know i i have a, a very strong loyal we, audience that like i'm not getting the periphery so i don't really get a so lot you have of so, so you don't yeah. have like a worst comment ever on any of your books or, or your book or work <laughs> and you've never you been... just wanted to like <laughs> just motherfuck no, no not really that's good good you've yeah, never really. and you've never had like i mean, the, I mean wood to knock on i'm sure it'll happen the big but... bad wolves puppies or the, <laughs> the wicked witches you no, know family members coming no. after you or anything from the stuff you're writing in the the fairy tales no no see wow all right i can't i mean I, I... that's really amazing yeah. So far, right? <laughs> yeah. You so sound far. like you've definitely had the whole. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the thing is, is it's kind of like I, I think comments are comments. Like you know, I always, I have a, I have a grace period. Like I, I look at YouTube comments for the first hour of posting something, and then I never look again. That's mm. the worst place. Because That's the it's oh, like, like, yeah, it's cr- it's too crazy. You know what I mean? Or it's like if you have an opinion on literally anything and you put it out there somebody is always going to say something back to you that you're like this person is insane and it's it's hard to not really respond but like I said I have to just really put out there like I don't know these people (laughs) like I don't (laughs) I don't know them I cannot argue with a stranger on the street if you guys see me arguing with a bum like stop me okay like that's a good analogy that's a really good analogy it is a stranger it is you know I've always been amazed I don't know if any of you have ever read Ta-Nehisi Coates's sure yeah Yeah, we've had him on the show oh really that's awesome Yeah. yeah I, w- I mean, I want to know, like, how, like, his commenters are, like, the most intelligent, polite people. Well, he polices his, com- his really the comment section oh, does on he? the, the okay. Atlantic you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. in there all the time cleaning stuff up. He He's not afraid to ban people, okay. dismiss them, oh, and he so gives it's, them a it's, warning. It's very He's very much, curated. he polices okay. his, but, I mean, people say sense. stuff, but I, I actually will totally uh, agree with that. He has one of the best comment sections I've ever seen on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and that that is, you know, people should check him right, out on the Atlantic. Right, because usually it's just yeah. crazy town. Right. Yeah. And especially he's talking about race and he's unapologetic about so I mean, he's right. definitely inviting the wackos with a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it, it's all of what you kind of put out there. Like, I have a friend and, and just the kind of stuff that she naturally talks about, her everything, her Twitter, her YouTube, everything is crazy. Mm. Um, but, you know, she... It's also part of her brand to entertain these people and to be combating with them back and forth, right? Like, so I think every person on social media kind of has a different experience with it. Some people are, they want the crazy. Some people are totally curating them. And it's it's up to you. Ben, I mean, what's the crazy? <laughs> yeah, no. Really? Uh, not too much. But I definitely, uh, I'm, like you say, I'll get into heated debates. <laughs> you know, I, I won't say that. I, I've, I've moved past the trolling people, but I will definitely get into heated debates <laughs> with people over pretty much anything. If you say something to me on Twitter, I'm going, you know, I yeah. will respond. say something. Y'all should try him. <laughs> At DJ <Twitter>. <laughs> 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 See what happens. Yeah. 
yeah. anytime. Uh, Melanie, in your book, Melanie. you had a uh, Melanie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? There we go. There we go. Bang. Once. Uh, yeah. You have a you were and also in an interview I read with you where you talk about um affirmations and oh my God. Yeah, yeah and the secret and things of that nature mm-hmm. and how you felt like it was more like Scientology yeah and really? just had no real basis in you know anything well. <laughs> but I was like, oh, whoa, damn. Because, you know, Fan Bro Show, we're like, you know, using our mind to, you know, create something. So we, just, know, just so wait, I, I have to add something here. When I read that in your book, uh-huh. I literally thought of Ben. <laughs> so, I, and, and I read that, like, we got your book like two months ago. I read that like two months ago and I thought of Ben. Oh and then God. when he just brought it up, I was like, I can't believe he just brought that up. <laughs> wait, so, are you an affirmations kind of guy? Ben is. But I'm, I'm not. also a type of, per- yeah, no, no, I'm a type of person who believes that action follows everything okay. you know like yeah, yeah without action do. there's nothing there's no yeah. like you can yeah. think you're like you know like i love the line you said where you said um it imagine you know if you imagine your own reality you're the only one imagining right it. right like, so. you're the only one living in your own reality yes. right so if you're creating your own world that's yeah. that's just your world you yeah. know like <laughs> um enjoy yourself yeah uh, but the thing for me was okay creative visualization like baseball player do- you know, they do it, mm-hmm. athletes do it, cancer um, patients do it. People do it, and it has really positive results. Um, even affirmations can have positive results. It was starting to make me, like, a crazy person. <laughs> I was literally a crazy person and because it's like, okay, well, it's not working. Like, this isn't working for me. So then, okay, well, then you bump it up a little. Then you bump it up a little, and then you're like, wait a second. You know, like, what if things really do suck? You know, like, what if my life really does suck? And, like, there's, like, this the incongruity of me saying it doesn't suck right now because you're supposed to say affirmations in the present tense as if it's already happened. Like, right. you know, I'm so happy and I'm beautiful and I'm everybody rich. loves me. You know what? Everyone does not love me. No. You know, like, <laughs> like all of these things are not true. So I think for me it was better for me to say hey you know it is what it like it is what it is that's kind of more my speed because I'm always going to work for the next thing I'm always going to like picture the next thing that I want you know uh, but it's just I just the secret but the secret has taken over for Scientology I think as the it the Hollywood sort of thing yeah religion I think there's a couple other books that kind of go over that and I, I you know it's nice to think that we have a lot of control over what happens to us in life. And we do to a certain extent, but to a certain extent, we don't. So that whole chapter was kind of about me saying, hey, whatever happens, I got to be cool with it. And so. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I have to also ask, that actually makes me think about, you had a video series on love. I do self-love Saturdays. Self-love Saturdays. Yeah. So. How does that fit in with the whole idea of affirmations? I think it's kind of, I mean, the end of what you said is is kind of where I go with it. I mean, I'm totally for, like, positive thinking and putting out there what you want and, um, you know, solution-based thinking is what I like to think of. Like, because stuff happens, it, like, every single day. But 
it's not really about just kind of dwelling in the moment. It's kind of like, okay, well, this happened, so now how do I just get what I want at the end of the day? How do I move forward? Yeah, like how do I just keep going with it? Because it's like you said, like sometimes it does suck. And, and so the difference between the person that gets ahead and the person who's just kind of like still in the really crappy moment of their life is really just your thought process, like kind of getting out of it. That's what has yeah. been the result for me. I think there's like a similarity there because mm-hmm. it's like it's not that like I am like, don't not an affirmations person or any of that but you know when you get the lemons you have to be like okay i gotta make yeah what to do i've now? got this bowl of crap <laughs> <laughs> how am i gonna turn that into oh fuel i can make that into fuel you know you've got to really think about yeah, how you could turn that around for yourself i think what happened with the secret is it was described like a genie in a bottle it was described like, we'll just put out pictures and put them on the wall and make a letter, keep it in your pocket, and just next thing you know, you're rich. Like, you know, and it's like, no, that, that's not really the point. Like, everything I ever saw with it was kind of like, Jim Carrey wrote himself a check for $10,000. Eight years later, he had $10,000. And it was like, what? Right. Huh? Nah. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how this thing works. Nah, Jim Carrey practiced all all twenty four <laughs> hours, thousands of hours of his life. Right, looking like in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. looking in the mirror, yeah. making well, faces. Okay. That's what you know. What's really funny is like I think Oprah didn't Oprah introduce the secret? Probably. Yes, yeah. she was no. one of <laughs> one of many. <laughs> Definitely. So she's had a lot of these like positive thinking things but i think the irony there for me personally and i love oprah i know that's like insulting jesus like yeah. i don't want anyone it's close. Now, or beyonce no worse than beyonce no i'm gonna get the trolls definitely worse than beyonce so so yeah now the trolls will come if they think i've insulted ah! oprah but um but you know she is like the hardest working person in the business Absolutely. and and was since she was 16 years old yeah and that's probably 99% of her success. And like the other 1% is luck. Luck and positive thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I wanted that. Just because you said that, there was, I I had actually marked, I think this is a talented people. This is from your, from, from Melanie's book. Talented people who have made it think of themselves as lucky. Lucky people think of themselves as talented. And I think that's definitely really true. I think it is. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, luck and talent are both necessary. Mm-hmm. And one, you know, I mean, they're, they're not something you, you can't really control either of those things. And I guess you can work on talent, you can improve it. But. Yeah. You know, definitely, I mean, and then there's the, yeah, 99% is, is perspiration, and then the 1% is inspiration, yeah. which is combination luck and talent. I had read years ago about luck in, in the sense of uh, they were putting it to networking. Like, a lucky person, quote-unquote, is like somebody who they talk about what they want and what they're doing all the time. And so their chances become greater because eventually with speaking to you know, every single day right. they run yeah. into more opportunities versus the person who's just kind of pitter pattering or waiting or overthinking it. And so it's like there, you know, then it's like, yeah, th- your luck is now a whole other thing for just the person taking more risks. Right. Like There's there's actually, um, I'm switching gears a little bit. There's actually a few mutants that have the power of changing the odds of luck and things like wow. that. Mm-hmm. Really? So, yeah. So that what you're saying, what you both are saying made me think of that because I was like, well, what if you had the power to change the odds? I mean, I I think I think people do all the time. I mean, you know, there is some sense of like 
my brother, I think he's a very lucky person. He does a lot of really fucked up things in life all the time and somehow like <laughs> is safe. Yeah. Like oh, um, here's that bus. I, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm really and so Wanna like, say his name while we're at no, it? No, exactly. <laughs> Literally my mom is since he was a kid has always been like, Your brother's incredibly lucky. And it's true to some extent. However, he also has my mom and I who are working damn to make sure that he does land on his feet. So, you know, there's all of well, these kind of things. maybe that's his luck. That and he that's has his your luck, mom, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in a sense, that's his luck. Like, having two women around him who don't have these issues, <laughs> don't run into these problems, and can be the solution people in all of his scenarios. So I do think that people have the power in some ways with, like, changing mentality, with affirmations to some extent to change their luck however i i think you with all of these things there's still a sense of being realistic um to some extent to to make them work for you melanie Kantaya and andrea lewis and andrea excuse me lewis says do not buy the secret dvd (laughs) (laughs) and luck is all in your head No, I think you can you can make your own luck a totally, little bit. I totally, mean, yeah. if you're looking to meet somebody and you're sitting at home watching TV, you're going to be a lot less lucky than if you go out a hundred nights over the course of the year. Completely, you will meet someone, right. even if it's not. Or it's like, like your a job. Other, you know, are you going to send up ten resumes? Completely. Or I mean, yeah. I said right. this to somebody recently. I read that Chris Rock was saying he really wants to work with Steve McQueen. He was like, he's literally stalking Steve McQueen right. at this moment. He's currently going to everything that this man is going to. Steve McQueen thinks it's a weird coincidence Chris Rock knows that he's looking at his schedule like and that is one of those things that you're like even this she person outed Chris Rock like, right. no, he said, stalker, yeah. he said it in a lot of buses today but he said you know and you think about somebody at that level of success that even he still has to pursue what it is that he really wants and chase after certain people so it's kind of the same thing you know like don't underestimate what you can do to get your own opportunity right Right. i'm doing the same thing right now like right now the nightly show is a show that i feel i should somehow be involved right the nightly and you know i have going to audience every day (laughs) yeah you can see yeah i actually have never had an audience (laughs) shot i guess they don't do it on the daily show either i feel like i've never seen the audience and i've seen most of that you know no i think they did have an audience really Someone had an audience shot recently, and it occurred to me there's an audience shot. So you can't see Melanie in all her assorted wigs uh, <laughs> each night? No. Uh... no, but you know, you do. You go, you look through the credits, sure. you go through your network. Hey, does anyone else know right. anyone there? This and that. And I think you do, you know, you don't want to get too weird about it. And you tell your manager, you tell your agent, you tell right. whoever, hey, who do you know over there? Can you can you get me a meeting? You know, and so you could do those things. I mean, I think Jimmy Fallon did the same thing. He always wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. Wow. And so cuz he was young when he when he got Yeah. On there. And so he had he had this ambition but he knew everyone that was on the show, he knew all of those managers. So when the He knew mani- all their habits, he knew their no. schedules. <laughs> Where they bought coke from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he knew all the players. Yeah, so absolutely. when he came into contact with one of the managers did call him, he's like, oh, I know who you are. Right. And that impressed that person. And I think that makes a difference. Just to be, at least, if you have an ambition, to be very knowledgeable. Sometimes it changes. And sometimes you're like, you, you know, strategic. I really wanted to do that. But, like, here's another opportunity that's presented itself. Push that away. Let me, let me... Let me amuse myself. I think that's what's brought me kind of joy in this business from having it bring me not joy mm-hmm. in this right. business is that like how 
what's the next way in which I can please myself? Um, not to sound too creepy. <laughs> no, no, no. That <laughs> that makes I, sense. I, I mean, you, you know. there are a lot of, in the comic book industry, there's a lot of writers who are only writers because they weren't they 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 weren't good enough artists mm-hmm. to be to draw stuff mm-hmm. and now and some of them never imagine themselves as writers and some of them have great careers as writers it's like you might go to an audition wanting to be in this show it doesn't work out but the casting director saw you liked you and then you know a year later yeah, you might exactly. be uh, you and that's know that's literally happened. every yes, single yeah. exactly. that, that's the like, idea of auditioning right. it's like go you're you not never just, know yeah you're not just auditioning for that project you're auditioning for that casting director right. who's got their hands in you know 12 different right. pies. completely yeah. Yeah. well yeah. we're going to have more on how to stalk your favorite celebrity right after <laughs> <this break. laughs> this is Nikki Phillips and this is Stacy Strobel and we we're not grading papers or saving polar bears we're listening to fan bros And welcome back, Internets. I hope you've been enjoying this episode of Fan Bros Show. Now, there's been a big issue recently with uh, the casting of characters in films where they have a traditional character, like, say, recently the Human Torch in a new Fantastic Four film mm-hmm. is going to be played by Michael B. Jordan. And traditionally, okay. in comic books, he's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy. Okay, and Michael B. Jordan is the guy from The Wire. Wire, okay. yes. Yeah. Yep. And so there's been a... Fruitvale Station. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of outrage over this, and we wanted to know, how do you feel about it? Do you feel that characters can be played by any race? Yes. You're def- <laughs> Oh, okay. This, <laughs> this, this <laughs> just started cracking I mean, up. Yeah. You know what it, this makes me laugh is because the character is not a real person. Um, and so... Thank you. Preach. Um, yeah. So it's just hysterical to see the amount of outrage like that's a comment section i actually crack up reading because it's so ridiculous oh i can bring you some um on (laughs) you know to think like this isn't a real person and then you know people will say things like well next time let's make martin luther king a white guy you're like that is a real person (laughs) so that's why that doesn't (laughs) race in a martin luther king biopic would be intrinsic to the plot (laughs) like it's like that is what it's about when it's a super Hero or James Bond, there's a big thing about <laughs> yeah. it, no, Idris Elba yeah. potentially Elba being. Yeah. And again, being, like that's he's not going to do it just off GP. Y'all know that, right? Uh, yeah, he's just because he it's too much. Oh no, it's yeah, too late for him. Yeah. Now. Yeah. No, because of all the backlash. Yeah. Now, there's no way he yeah. could do it. But I mean, I read. Or my friend read me a comment yesterday that somebody was like, how come we have to make everything race equal? And we were like, race equal? equal. What is that? What, what, what things are made race equal? <laughs> Show me them. So what I can it, be there. On another yeah. point, recently a lot of people were mad about Mad Max. And they were saying, okay, where are the people of color in this film? Mm-hmm. And yeah. my thing is I kind of felt like that was more just because people, because it's such a good film. Because... I can name pretty much 90% of Hollywood films where there's no people of color right. in it. Exactly. And it's not, an, nobody, you know, gets outraged over it. It's just one of those things you just accept. Yes, completely. So, like, how did y'all feel about all this and everything? Well, I mean, you know, you're accustomed to this type of thing. I think good on Michael B. Jordan for um, being able to kind of stand up to it and really just being okay with it. Because you have to think, on top of 
there's going to be all this backlash. Like, this is still a regular person. We're talking about how do you troll and how do you deal with all of this kind of stuff. It is not easy to continually read comments where somebody's calling you the N-word every single oh, day. Yeah. And talking, you know, not even seeing you actually in this project and already talking about how much they don't want to see you in it. Um, it's like the Hunger Games and, and mm-hmm. when the character Rue is this black character. and Even though she's black in the book. In the right. book, she's a black character. You and know, Katniss is brown in the book. Exactly. And Katniss is like olive skin. So like the, all, these, all, the, all these people are right. ethnic. But I think what happens is is that um, people have their own perceptions of what they think certain things are racially. And so it's you know for years even like if you saw a doctor on TV he was always white and male. <laughs> right. Yes. Doogie you know, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. And um and so I think it's their perception even though like that's not the reality. I mean even in the book I talk about how there was a time you'd only see like anyone that was in banking or in these like buttoned up jobs that they'd always be like these white sort of Nordic looking blondes. Whereas, you know, I, at the time I was temping at um, Goldman Sachs and it was pretty diverse in yeah. the, in, on the trading floor. Mm-hmm. It was, and, but you never saw the reflection even of reality because that was like a perception. But I think it has to change because economically it's just unsustainable. Yeah, I mean, at the, so at the end of the day, yeah. the, the story has not been put to the people that need it most, which is white people. Like, we as people of color are very accustomed to not seeing ourselves in the majority of the role. So we've had to just kind of, oh, I, I guess I can relate to that. I'm accustomed to looking at magazines right, and being exactly. like, I can picture this on myself despite the fact that none of these women look like me. Whereas it's the reverse. White people are not accustomed to necessarily necessarily going into a room and not seeing themselves so it's really got to be retaught that like we can be hero characters there can be heroes that don't look like you there can be all of these other characters for people so that you don't run into these situations where a fictional character and people are like in outrage despite the fact that Michael B. Jordan is an excellent actor he's going to be great in this role so you know it's just disappointing I think well, I also think it's disappointing because I think the Fantastic Four <coughs> franchise needs him more than he needs that. Exactly. Like, they made two whack movies 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's been in The Wire, which is like, you could argue, is like the ultimate blue state show. Yeah. And he was also right. in Friday Night Lights, which is like the ultimate red state show. Exactly. He's done right. already done a superhero movie. He's already, you know, like he did Fruitvale Station. I mean, like his... His star is rising, Completely. and I think the fa- if the Fantastic Four, you know, I mean, the, right. you know, like basically they're lucky to have him Completely. more than the other way around. Right, yeah. and it is a franchise, right? So it's going to keep going, and so yeah. It's just, and it also I just want to say like it's money. weird like it's when you brought up uh, when Tatiana brought up uh, Doogie Hauser it's insane that at the time the TV people were like yeah that w- they'll believe a thirteen year old boy is a doctor <laughs> over a black woman or like you know a Dominican man yeah I mean, it's yeah it's just totally ridiculous yeah. and and it's true and that was just what like I guess it was twenty five years ago but not that still long ago. yeah it wasn't that long ago I mean they think about ER. ER didn't have an Indian person. Right. In that ER. When have right. you been to an ER right. and not no, seen it's an true. Indian person? It's true. Oh, for... <laughs> you know, no, it's like true. ever. Can't say <laughs> and so, um, yeah, even so even like it wasn't even being quote unquote realistic. Right. You know. Well, there's I mean, there's still whole issues and ways to go with when I mean, like I think white people see person of color and then they're just like, oh, we'll put a black man here or we'll put an Asian woman here. But they're not 
Um, they're like NPCs. They're like just people that. Just yes, exactly. It's that attitude. Non-player characters. Yeah, people yes. who aren't really right. of substance. They're just there to fill in. And that role. was basically how I made my living for a while. Was being that person. You know, because I was on soap operas and this and that, and and I was that's that the person. plight of an actor of color, though. Yeah, like and I was just... like that fill-in person. I mean, it's it's hard for me because um, being I'm a South Asian American, and, right. and and being of Indian heritage, um, I'm getting like the stereotypical like professional roles, like a lawyer or a doctor. But then I think like, okay, if I wasn't doing this, like if you or if you took everything about me and I was a white person, but ev- all things remained equal and I was exactly the same person. Those are the characters I would go out for. I'm kind of matter of fact. I have sort of a so you want to deeper go, voice. You want to be on like Mad Max or something, right? <laughs> like yeah. you don't want to be the doctor. <laughs> no, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Those those are great roles. So it's like you have to kind of temper. Okay, it's it's stereotypical, but that's where I'd be anyway. I think where it bothered me was when you know I'd show up on these soap opera sets, not one life to live, because they really sort of made a concerted effort, or the person, the casting director that I had a relationship with was to mix it up but like you'd go and there'd be like this primary cast of uh and they would all be white and then like almost like a secondary cast of like the day players and the under fives and the and the background the players and the shades. where they would right. be you know so i'm like it's it was sort of reminiscent of days gone by right <laughs> where uh and mm. so it was like kind of it kind of made this like this push for diversity kind of backfired in a way and it was it was not what what I would consider ideal and I think it's starting to change and you could see like people that are doing it smartly and then people that are just trying to kind of force that diversity in there but they themselves kind of don't get it and I think that's one people have been complaining that's the reason why people are complaining about Fantastic Four even though I really don't get that argument is that they're just saying you know oh they just threw a black guy in there to make money you know and it's like but how does that make money because their argument is that you can't make a movie off of a black person being a star so how how does that work in that weird logic of theirs I mean none of this works when you apply logic to it (laughs) right that's 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 the problem And, and that's what I always tell people it's more than emotional connection to these characters that people have more than a logical connection. It's all emotional. It's, yeah. it's all like well, the way you feel about this guy. And this person could never be black and blah, blah. It's a oh. guy who lights his, can light himself on, on fire. fire. And this right. wouldn't be a person. Can You like. can believe that before you can believe that there's a mixed race family. Yeah. Ooh, Lordy. Jesus, Lord. Save me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Y'all have uh, survived our interview segment. Yay. Okay. And now it's time for the rap segment, the rapid fire questions. I was like, okay. <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> We're back to this. Yeah. It's always so shocking. It's always shocking. It's always so shocking. My mind. <laughs> you guys have to blow a cockroach <laughs> between ah, the two of you. Stop, and stop, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Gonna make you run an obstacle course. <laughs> right. Jump over the. Something. We'll be dropping some green slime on the loser. <laughs> and... <laughs> it's like the, that Nickelodeon yes. show. <laughs> well, you looked sad. Were you on that show? Or... <laughs> <laughs> like bringing back memories? No, but like. She was on guts. There was a make guy the that wrote about it. He, like, he wrote a book, <laughs> and then he was, like, very upset that, like, of all the diversity in the women that were now on the Nickelodeon network. I don't know if you ever 
You what? About that guy? No. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was what? complaining about the it diversity. It was called like slimed, and he was talking about how. Oh. Wait, know. hold on. So you're saying that he was what? saying that the Nickelodeon got too diverse? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. It should have been just white people in green slime. Right. I mean, like. <laughs> that was it. I mean, if you Google guy who thinks Nickelodeon got too diverse, uh, you it will find up. the article. Right. I love it's it. Come up. Yeah. I love it. That's probably his Twitter profile. Yeah. I'm the guy who thinks right. Nickelodeon right. got too, too diverse. diverse. I wonder if you like, follow me. <laughs> like when you start typing guy who thinks it's like it's Nickelodeon it's got too diverse. Whole yeah. profile pops up. Yeah. Yeah. It's his Facebook. It's LinkedIn. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. All right. Well, that was a diversion. But yeah, this is the <laughs> diversion versus yeah. diversity. This is the Brad segment and okay. are y'all ready sure all right number one the falcon or war machine oh my gosh do you know who those people are yes you can, you can i do not <laughs> I, I got i have to ask i saw I the blank stairs I do not, yeah. but i was gonna just go based on names all right go okay. for it i was gonna pick falcon all i right. was also going to pick falcon all right all right that works um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Slaughtered on your Twitter soon, but okay. yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, the Wire or Breaking Bad? Oh, oh man. The Wire for me. Yeah. I'm going to say Breaking Bad. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is, is that, when's the last time we heard someone say Breaking Bad? Yeah, it's been a while. People say it. I mean, it's, it's a classic. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a classic. It's totally but it's debatable. Like, I mean, I feel like this conversation is just overheard on New York streets all the time. Right. You live on the <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In coffee shops in Williamsburg. That's yes. an argument. <laughs> Really what what train really should you take to get to Midtown and then Breaking Bad? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Two biggest arguments in New York City. Yeah. Um, Halle Berry Catwoman, Halle Berry oh. Storm, or Halle Berry Baps? Jesus. Halle Berry Baps. Oh, wow. That was quick. Wow. <laughs> I would go Storm, I think. Okay. Right. I think I forgot she was Storm yeah, and too. Catwoman. I just yeah. realized that. Yeah. Wow, that's I think I have to DC go and Marvel, man. Damn. And she got eaten by sharks in a movie, too. Yeah. I, I have to go old school on the Catwoman. I missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> she got eaten by yeah. sharks. She's in a shark movie. Which one? Oh, I, it was filmed, I, you know, it's not very good, but yeah. I think it's one where she met her husband, Olivier Martinez, or I think that's where they met in the shark movie. I was going to say, which husband? Yeah. No. Damn. Yeah. But she's Shit. Halle Berry, folks out there, is yeah. is in a shark movie that's okay. not not as good as you we'll want Google it to be. Google that with a slime guy. Yes, <laughs> it's no Sharknado, right? Yes, no, it's no Sharknado, gotcha. and it's no Jaws. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All righty, one of the big ones: Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, I hate that. Like you're always forced with this kind of decision. I have to go Star Trek. <gasps> there you go. Hey. I have to go Star Trek. I'm yeah. gonna go Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been winning for the past, what, two, three weeks? Yeah. So that's fine. Well, I'll yeah. take the split decision. Yeah. Star Wars is obviously and better, And I, I stand for them both. So, I mean, <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, yeah I like them both. But I, if I had to choose, I would p go with Star Trek. Yeah, for sure. All, All right. right. Here's two people you guys, I know you guys have to know. Magneto mm -hmm. or Professor X? How do I have to know them? Ah, <laughs> you haven't seen any X-Men movies? Any of the Marvel movies? Um, no. No. Well, I'm going no. with Professor X. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sounds good. That's fine. <laughs> um, Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince, or the Cosby Show? Dang, I had this debate with somebody so recently, and we just we were so like it was tit for tat. We See, I, I argue with that question that yeah. current news is not relevant to the question, but, okay. but other people feel current the opposite. Well, I feel yeah. like I can never go back to Cosby Show because it's just too creepy now. Right, but. 
I I do have a special place in my heart for. The, the Huxtable Prince. family. For oh, okay. Fresh Prince. Yeah, Prince. I do. Right. Well, that, that's the argument. Can you separate Bill Cosby from the Cosby show? I can't now. You can't? Do you no. like R. Kelly music? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but here's the difference. Talent separate <laughs> Annie Hall. I mean, Woody Allen. Woody you Allen. Know? Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to keep going? Chris no. Brown? Because I'm a feminist, but I can't stop dancing. <laughs> See, so so Bill Cosby made well, a dance. Hit, truth. You'd be good to go. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. you should make that into a T-shirt. Oh, yeah, yes. that's a great T-shirt. Yeah. It really is. That's money right there. Uh, yeah, I was a hip hop dancer. Yep. So, yeah, I have to. Yeah, R. Wow. Kelly kind of gets Robert a Robert Kelly. <laughs> All righty. Um, aliens or apes for world takeover. Who would you rather? Would you rather live in a world world? taken over by aliens or apes? I would say apes because they were. It sounds ridiculous, but it's a real question. It's a very serious question. I'm like, no. What would you prefer? Like, what's (laughs) what's less scary? What do you think? Where's the odds? Um, you'd prefer apes over apes. I would go with the apes. Think about this: world, the worlds, or. Um, Planet of the Apes. apes. What do you want? Jesus, you say it like that. It's simple, but yeah. No. I know. Um. I'm also thinking though of or E. T. E. T. Planet of the Apes. But that's a nice one. That's, yeah, he is that's nice. considering that. Okay, I'm sorry. Just ask, sorry. Go ahead and <laughs> Maybe I'll go with the apes. Yeah. All right. Maybe, Ape. but I'm scared. <laughs> what's, <laughs> either yeah. way. What's, either way. What's your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Oh God. They're this all is a real legs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually when you look I at the I did not oomph, know they were discernible one I mean, from another. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never get cast in a Wesley Snipes. I, mean, I don't know that there's going to be another yeah, Wesley Snipes. I don't know if you're going to worry about Melanie, that. Melanie, it's fine. Wesley will never come on the show. Could we keep bringing him up? Okay. No, hey, 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 don't. Look, I'm putting that out into the universe. The secret. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is coming on this He's show. He's got a picture of Wasn't he, was he in the secret? All you got to do is just keep talking in, about him. Yeah, Wesley. Wasn't oh, he in that yeah. DVD? Every week. I saw him. Um, I mean, I'm going to go with New Jack City, though. There we go. Yeah, that was a good film. Okay. Yes. Okay, so they are slightly discernible. Yeah. What? She named a good one. What? Yeah, what? yeah thank you, Wesley. Yeah. Wesley, he was apparently the first choice for Empire. Yes. Wow. That's true. Oh, he was supposed wow. to be Lucius. And then oh my when they, God. When they cast Taraji, she said, she said, she, said she wanted, wanted, but Terrence. tell me you wouldn't love Wesley yeah. Snipes. What? Wow. Yeah, that would have changed that the changes whole everything. makeup and tone. I, there's actually, I would, yeah. I would my mind is blown right now. That would have been the Because we look at Terrence like, oh, he's kind of a clown. He played the same, you know. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man. Hey, Wesley? New Jack City, don't pay your taxes, Wesley? Wesley, grabbing babies to avoid a bullet Wesley? Yeah. yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, wow. A real, that's a real Lucius stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's Lucius you right there. You believed it. Yes. All right. Um, um, could be in any medium such as a book, TV, or movie, but what character death struck you the worst? Um, I mean, I would say most recently on Game of Thrones the other night. Uh, oh. Shereen oh. Baratheon. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. That was crazy. I just, yes. you know, if you Hurts. really thought about the whole thing, it was insane. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. They're yeah. now down to killing little Fox girls Spanish. on that show. Yeah. What? It's really? Yeah. That's it, crazy. Yeah. There's no. There, yeah. There's no. Oh. So, there's no. Nobody's safe. Like beloved little girls too. Like it wasn't a even sweet like, little. It's girl. a show with like asshole little girls on it, and they don't. Yeah, they don't they mess have, with no, them. It was like little you know? Joffrey girl. Right. Like I don't yeah. care. Exactly. Yeah. No. But no. No. The sweetest person on the whole show. Oh God. No. All right. Melanie. What do you? Yeah, yeah. Melanie. I have to say, maybe is it Hank on Breaking Bad? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, w- I did not see that coming. No, and that, I think Hank. a lot of people And I was consider- so yeah. enthusiastic. <laughs> That's exactly. A lot of people consider that the, uh, the best, uh, the best yeah. episode. That uh, hit me. It, it, it made for great television, yeah. but I... I was rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. So. I can't remember the name of the woman who directed that episode, but that's like that's like the standout, like you know, um, episode. Um, all right. So, um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? I debate this a lot. Um, As well, you should. <laughs> no, no. She said very I, matter of fact. Yeah, I love that. I debate this yeah. a lot. Well, yeah, I, I mean, because it's like you tell me you don't talk about this with your friends. Right. What? It's a real conversation. Yep. Um, it's a toss-up for me between being able to read people's minds and just, like, turning invisible. That's a toss-up for me. Okay. Well, if you could read their minds, you might be able to make them think you're you're, you're invisible. Affirmation, yeah. See, right yeah, there, right? Yep. We come the full secret. circle. Yeah. Chico is the secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Keep your twelve ninety nine right. in your pocket. Chico <laughs> Leo. Yeah, nice. That would be uh, – I would be, like, the Flash. Yes, because oh. I have I have a six year old and I could you know go to my writing space. I could pick her up. I could run like seven errands. <laughs> it would save it save me so much time, and then I'd have more time to watch television in the evenings, if if I could do everything else super fast like Flash. Nice, right. that's what I would do. That's nice. very good. Mm-hmm. All right. We actually really liked the Flash show that was on this year. I don't know if either of you Yeah, saw I'm starting now. I'm, yeah, oh, that's right. They I'm starting now with it. a Flash. Yeah, it's, it's quite so good. It's good. It's, yes. I'm, I'm getting it, the CW. I, I resisted for a while. Yeah. But it is pulling me in. Pulling me in. <laughs> CW. <laughs> Yeah. That's what yeah. fandoms do to you. Yeah. Well, ladies, we want to tell you thank you very much for joining us on the Fan Bro Show. You guys did an excellent job. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very Please much. Please tell the f- people about your latest projects and where they can find you. Um, so, yeah, right now with my work, with my writing and my producing, you can see my web series, Black Actress, uh, which is out on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Andrea Lewis channel. As well for, I don't know if this is relevant, for New Yorkers, I'm going to be at the ABFF, the American Black Film yeah, Festival. Yeah, it's very relevant. Yeah, I'm going to be speaking on the web series panel as well as uh, my web series is in the final selection for the web category. Nice. When is that? When is that going to be? Um, so it starts on Thursday, so June okay. 11th, and it goes until June 14th. And uh, my panel is on Saturday, and my screening's on Friday, Friday night. So it's a really great festival, though. Like a lot. Is and going what on. screening? Season two. Of... Season two. Okay, yeah, great. of Black wow. Actress is going to be showing. So okay, cool. I'm super excited about it. Um, yeah, and then you can find pretty much everything about me on my website, MissAndreaLewis.com. Excellent. Okay, and uh, right now, as I had mentioned before, I'm writing a, uh, I have a series of sort of news stories about fairy tale and childhood characters on the Huffington Post, as well as my, my um, think pieces on diversity in the media, and you can find my book, Actor, Writer, Whatever, at your local bookstore, and keep a lookout for me. There's a show coming up on HBO called Criminal Justice, and I have a little bit in that. Nice. nice. Yes. Nice. All right. Mention Fanbro showing you on there. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. 
All right, and well, you can get it on Amazon too, because because yes. we know there's lots of comments. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly good, but yes. yeah, a couple. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, thank you all for joining us, and we're gonna take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back to wrap up this episode of Fan Bros. <laughs> What's going on, fam bros? This is Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech. And your boy, DJ Ben Hameen. I don't have a special name to go after that. <laughs> You're a DJ. That's special <laughs> enough. Yep. I like to feel that. Listen, you guys, you need to subscribe. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Follow, Follow us, us on, on Instagram. Instagram. There's a lot going on with the fam bros show. You need to be a part of it. We have Tatiana King. We have DJ Ben Amin. We have Chico Leo out on a spacewalk. We're always here for you. Make sure you follow us. Subscribe on iTunes. What else should they do, Tatiana? I think they should follow me on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, just going to get a personal <laughs> shout out real quick. Tatiana King. Follow her on Twitter. While we're at it, follow me at DJ Ben Amin. But like I said, follow Fan Bros Show. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Make your life better. Anything else? Love you guys. All right. And with that, peace. And welcome back, Internets. Hope you've been enjoying this episode. You know, it's time for all the news that's fit to print, even though we print none of this because we're on these Internets. And, and we ain't got no money. Hey, we got money. I don't know what you're about. Balling every night out in the club making it rain, baby. I just be out there. You know, dollar, dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. Just like Flip I taught dollar you over. kids. Yeah. Dollar, dollar, dollar. He's not in the club. He's in the club. The club. D-A club. Anyways. Anyways, there was some big news this week, Tatiana, in my second favorite segment of the week. Tech Talk with Tatiana. Hell yeah, that was some big ass news, man. Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference just, well, the keynote dropped. It's still going on right now. Big, big news that's coming out out of San Fran. Uh, the biggest, they were talking about Apple Music. Apple Music was finally released. Apple Music is a lot of things. It is Apple's answer to Spotify. is their streaming service. It's also, for some reason, a 24-7 streaming live radio station. Yep. And, and I know you want to be down, DJ Ben, I mean. I don't know who asked for it, but I guess they felt that it was necessary. Uh, they're pulling some big moves. Apple's uh, radio station is going to get bigger and bigger, I think. They've got some, mm -hmm. you know, secret plans I don't think they've revealed just yet. I think that was a big, you know, gauntlet thrown down there. I mean, but they incorporated huge. Beats into this, right? Well, they bought Beats some time ago, but, yeah, they're finding this is like, and I think they're going to This is why they bought Beats was for this release. That and the hardware and that stuff, yeah. But, yeah, they incorporated all of that stuff. So Jimmy Iovine was actually out there yelling at everybody, literally yelling as he was presenting his his part of the um, of the keynote. But um, at some one point, Drake came out because apparently, you know, Drake was actually going to be on title. But at the last yeah. minute, the 11th hour, he dropped out and got that Apple money. I like that, Drake. I don't, you know what? I don't even blame you, homie. I, I don't hate on title. I just don't hate on that Apple money for sure. Not at all. At all. Um, other news about, we said Apple Music. There's iOS 9 that will be out soon. That's going to have all the new look of the um, Apple operating system, including one where... Um, your passcode, you know, it used to be four pins or four yep. numbers. The pin code is going to be six now. 
and that's just to help out with security. And then also they are renaming their desktop OS to El Capitan, which I think is actually a stupid name for an OS. It used to be like, like you know how they had like Leopard Lion and, and Leopard Lion and, and all that, right? Snow Lion. It's, yeah. it's, it's El Capitan. They ran out of cats. And went to they didn't run out no damn cats. They just someone thought that was cute. That's not cute. Yeah, I don't know about that one. El Capitan. Yeah, uh, I don't know Apple, but overall, I think the press conference. Like, I saw a lot of people saying that it was kind of, you know, they're just kind of offering things that other people are already offering. Well, I say that I have that argument every year at WWDC. I always tell people a lot, and it's true. A lot of this stuff, it's not new. Apple is not necessarily revolutionary. Apple knows how to revolutionize by taking known ideas and refining them, refining yes. the hell out of them shit until you're like that is the only person who does it right regardless of whether it's true or not that's that's how they make people feel they they know how to they know how to market and that's why they're so successful and that's why they have all the money in the world and so on and so forth like Huli. Who? Right. Hooli's <laughs> the company on uh, on on Silicon Valley. Oh, Silicon That's Valley. A drop, about to drop their big OS. Oh, Sorry. Yes. All right. You yeah, know, a little insider baseball there. Uh, <laughs> I lost a few people. Uh, were you excited about the Fallout 4 trailer? I saw it. I thought it was cool. I, I actually haven't played Fallout recently, so that must be I've never played Fallout 3 or any of them, but I'm actually looking forward to Fallout 4 because I heard how dope Fallout 3 was, mm -hmm. but it was just one of those games that I just missed out on. I don't know why. Well, but, then you need you to know. jump on the bandwagon now. It looks great. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm definitely excited about it. I'm going to check it out. Uh, some other things that I'm even more excited about, though, is the Wicked and Divine. Uh, one of my favorite comic book series is coming to TV. I think the pilot's been ordered now. Yeah. And so they're doing a TV series of the Wicked and Divine. Shout out to LOYC, who doesn't love it as much as I do. What, what network is this going to be on? Is this like a Netflix thing? Uh, no, I haven't heard any no network. I think I want to say USA, if anything. I mm. might have heard USA. Home of Mr. Robot. Home of Mr. Robot. USA's on a come-up now, huh? Seems like it, okay. yeah. Because if they pull this off, Wicked and Divine is definitely a grown folks comic. It's not for kids. It's definitely very adult-themed. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. It, I could see it may, being a good-ass TV show, so I'm not mad about this. It's not like Saga where it's like, I'd rather Saga just stay a comic book. I could definitely yeah. see, you know, Wicked and Divine being a dope TV show. The references and, like, the characters are going to be interesting because they, they have these characters in it who represent gods, but they're also, like, Kanye West and Prince. Like, mm. uh, archetype, archetypes are, like, I know I'm butchering that word because y'all just looked at me so blankly. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, they definitely, you know, represent <laughs> Kanye, Prince, uh, other artists like that. So it's definitely an interesting book. And speaking of that, you know, in comics I cop this week, the latest issue of Wicked and Divine had one of the most disturbing twists as of yet. Uh, like I said, this book is about a bunch of gods who come back to the earth every 90 or so years, mm -hmm. and they represent... Various like the, their pantheon goes around different things, and this time the pantheon is based around rock stars. So it's like they're all gods like Artemis and uh, any Greek, you know, all all kind of different, you know, mythologies. Right. Make up these gods, but at the same time, while they might be Artemis, they're also looking like a Kanye West or a Prince ah, gotcha, gotcha. or some other pop star. And in the latest issue, it's a major twist and a major death, and I won't say anything more than that, but it completely effed me up. I was really like, wow, I cannot believe that this happened. 
Uh, Wicked and Divine, definitely tied to robots, a big fan of it, and it messed him up too. He's got some, you know, theories, everything. You can hit both of us up on Twitter. Mm -hmm. But I highly recommend the book. Uh, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey, the creators of the excellent Young Avengers series, are writing and doing the art, and it's dope as hell. So check it out, definitely. And also, real quick, in comments I cop, Secret Wars has been dope as hell. I continue reading it. I've been reading all the tie-ins, and the only ones that I can strongly recommend, and I really strongly recommend it, is the Infinity Gauntlet one, because the art is beautiful, and it features a family of people of color as the main stars in the book. There's a female, a black female playing uh, a version of the Nova Corps. I was just going to say the Nova, yeah. Yeah, and she looks so dope. It's a really dope-looking book. They actually showed those character models like back in the fall or something like that, and like I, you know, I've forgotten about that. They that, that you're right because I remember yeah. it was a big uproar. And, and I showed over that. combat, combat freaked the hell out. Yeah, so. and, well, the book lives up to it. It's mm. definitely my favorite of the Secret Wars tie-ins. That one and a uh, Modok um, assassin, which is just pure complete comedy. <laughs> it's just fucking <laughs> comedy. What? That one is like. Yo, that shit had me rolling. What? Like, yeah, I highly recommend those two. And the main Secret Wars series is on. Wait, isn't Modok just the big dude who's a yes, head in a yes, chair with the little I'm arms laughing. and legs? He's a that's mental, why I'm the, the mental organization, or no, no, the mental, or, uh, I can't remember. Mental organism designed only for killing. Right, is um, what Modok is. Right. Yeah, he's a big head with arms. And legs, and he flies around in his chair. Oh, and in this, he's M- an assassin. Gee. Does he have like a ninja outfit on? No, not. Nah, but he's the ruler of like this of Killville, which is one of the sections <laughs> of Battle World. It's just completely ridiculous nonsense, <laughs> but it's fucking comedy. But it's entertaining nonsense. Oh my god, that one had me rolling. Infinity Gauntlet is dope in completely different ways. Those are the two that I would most recommend. And the main Secret War series is really dope, living up to everything. I hit up Axel Alonso name dropped the other day and told him that I'm really loving it. So check it out. Secret Wars. Can't recommend everything, but the main series, MODOK and Infinity Gone. Go for it. Word. And Chico. So I mentioned on the special delivery this week, but I, it bears mentioning again because it is so nice. I'm going to talk about it twice. The uh, Sense8, the Wachowskis. Yes. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're really bringing in. I think TV is the medium that they should be working in because I think um, they do have great concepts and their execution is often flawed. And part of that is because of the two to three hour limit of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sense8 is about eight people all over the globe who share a... A psychic connection and it definitely deals with all of the Wachowskis um, themes of mm-hmm. diversity and transformation and identity and um, it's shot really well it's it's directed by the Wachowskis and or Tom Twiker depending on the episodes and I'm about eight or nine episodes in I'm really enjoying it I like it personally for me it's the most successful thing that they've done it's a lot a lot like cloud Atlas but it's not boring yeah, and it's earlier. not yeah I I, I um, it is a little slow I, I think people need to give it like you know three episodes but um once it kicks in I think I think it's really great it's compelling the characters are really good the acting is really good and there's a big budget there and um yeah. 
And you know what? For the first time, I actually completely agree with you. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. I completely agree right. with you. You're right. I, I only saw the first episode, but again, that's- And it gets better, it, I think. If you like the first yeah. episode, you're going to be hooked. You have to get into it. it does, yeah. I will say you have to give it some time. It's not an immediate no. grab you by the chest. However, the premise is, so I just think you just need to give it a chance if you're if you're still kind of on the fence about it. But I think the kind of people who listen to Fambros who are used to reading comics and used to watching long yeah. series, are, these are people are definitely going to dig this. has a good this. comic yeah. book flow to it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, you know, definitely check that out. And um, I, for me, I mean, they've just had so many things that had really good ideas. I didn't see the Jupiter ascending or whatever, but in general, yeah, their their idea. stuff has has really yeah. good concepts, but doesn't work out. Um, with the exception of Speed Chico, Racer, which just a, didn't work out. That wasn't a good idea either. Yeah, that, that was just bad. But yeah, you know, they and and you know what? Because they're on Netflix, they got that freedom to literally yes. do whatever the hell they want. And and I think that's also what. It's but it's about. and it's working out. It's I definitely out. yeah. Sense yeah. eight. Sense eight. Most definitely, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Uh, I got a quick recommendation. Well, actually, it's not really a recommendation. Uh, if you have HBO, you might want to check out this film, Nightingale. If you're looking to get supremely depressed and think that the world is full of nothing but horrible people, but it does feature an amazing performance by David. Oh, yellow. Thank you for saving <laughs> me from that one. Yeah, but an amazing performance, but also a very dark and disturbing movie and. Like, unlike Chico, I'll let you know beforehand that this movie is quite dark and disturbing. But, you know. And he's the only person in the movie. The only person in the movie. Right. There's no one else yeah. in it. There's no, there's like That's one. his Will Smith. That's his Will Smith I Am Legend, right? Yeah, but, uh, but no. But, but no. But in, a, no. in a case that it's just is it, him. Is it like Tatiana Maslany on, on Orphan right. Black? No. No, okay. no once so again, So it's no. like none, none of that. It's like none of that. Gotcha. It's, it's more like Castaway if Tom Hanks was an evil bastard. Damn. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's definitely like he would eat Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> if Wilson was a real person, damn. Yeah, it's it's dark, folks. But definitely, David is once again proving that that motherfucking at boy, he can <laughs> he can do some acting. Man, I love that man. Yeah, he's working. Definitely. All right. Anything else before we get out of here, folks? Yeah, real quick. Make sure you hit up, uh, I don't know, the internet and watch the Mockingjay Part Two trailer. This is the last movie for the Hunger Games series. Um, if it, it features all the stuff, if you read the book, you already know what's about to happen, but it features the very last part of the story and, uh, actually it was a surprise, but I guess it's not a surprise. Gwendolyn Christie was also in the trailer. Nice. That's also known as Brianna Tarth from, uh, Game of Thrones. Nice. Um, she's actually playing a character called Commander Lime and, uh, I think she's going to be dope. Definitely. She's also like dope. the uh, Martian trailer with, uh, Matt Damon looks pretty interesting coming mm-hmm. out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Directed by Ridley Scott should be, you know, probably will work for about half of the movie and then fall apart somewhere as just, it goes down. I was down. just going to say, if it's like another one of the, um, what's that, that movie he was in? Prometheus. Prometheus. Oh. Oh. No, yeah. not just Prometheus. What was the other one that he was in and it was supposed to be good and it ended up being oh, good? Oh, you're talking about the-, the, the Robin Hood. Yes. No, no, no. 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 The Damon one. Yeah, yeah. With Jodie Foster. No, no, no. Jodie Foster and Matt yeah. Damon. Uh, and Matt Damon was speaking Spanish. Not <laughs> no, it was no. Uh, Elysium. Elysium. Oh, Elysium. Oh, jeez, yes. yeah. Matt Damon's made a lot of sci-fi, ain't he? Right. All right. But he only spoke Spanish in that one. Yes. Thank God. All right, so uh, I guess that's about it. That's it, man. Make sure you check us out on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on YouTube. Don Willie, since you say we don't mention our YouTube channel. We mention it 
Okay. Fanbros TV on YouTube. Also, Word hit up the Fanbros store. We got all the t-shirts, all the swag. Come on, man. We got you. Most definitely. What they said. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Again. Yeah. Fanbros.